praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. We just want to thank God once again uh, for this wonderful day that he has given us um, to come before his presence and to fellowship with him, to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and to fellowship with the brethren in the church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As we get into the scriptures once again, the word of God is life. Without the word of God, we cannot live. We may seem to be living, but we are not living because the word of God is life. In Jesus' name, amen. So we need it each and every day of our lives. So today I have a wonderful message once again that I would want to deliver unto you. One that the Lord has placed on my heart for a few days now. Because I believe this message is for someone out there. My God, my God, in Jesus' name, amen. We are still in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And this time around, we are going to be focusing on verse 13. Verse 13 of Matthew chapter 24. The title of my message today is Stand Fast in Your Salvation. Stand fast in your, in your salvation. Matthew 24 verse 13. And the Bible says, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Stand fast in your salvation. Right. So last week I preached on Matthew 24, right? Verse 14, which says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So verse 18 is just above this verse which we uh, 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 talked about last week. But he that shall endure unto the end, right? So, when we talk about enduring, because the Bible is saying, but he that shall endure unto the end, this is the one that shall be saved, isn't it? Right? So, the end can be the end that uh, uh, we are talking about in this uh, particular chapter, Matthew 24, right? When we talk about the end of the world, right? But we know that each and every person, right, has their own end, even before the end comes, right? Because when your chapter closes on the earth to say, well, this is your day of death, then that is your end, isn't it? But we are saying you must endure unto your end, not only the end, but you must endure unto your end. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? In Jesus' name, amen. So when we are talking about to endure, right, we are talking about to persevere, right? To endure is to persevere, to remain standing, right? To continue to abide in Christ. You must continue to abide in Christ. You must continue to endure and you must continue standing. And for the Bible to say you must endure, that means... They are opposing forces 
that will be coming at you left, right, and center. In Jesus' name, amen. There can be different things that may come uh, against you. They may come to, to attack you, right? They may come to disturb your faith, to destabilize your faith. But the Bible is saying you must continue to endure. You must continue standing and you must continue persevering unto the end. In Jesus' name, amen. So in, uh, in chapter 24, there are a couple of things that Jesus talked about, right? For example, uh, if you look at uh, verse 7 once again, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, right? There shall be famines. That means in whatever kind of situation, whether it's a drought, famine, you must remain standing. You must endure. It can be famine in the world, but you may also have famine in your own house, isn't it? But if you have believed in Christ, the Bible says you must remain standing. I get what I'm saying. Not to say the Lord will not meet you at the point of your need. You have to believe the word, isn't it? Because he says he will uh, meet you at the point of your need. You need to, what, to believe the word, right? But nevertheless, we may pass through different situations in our lives. You may even have a problem in your marriage, isn't it? But that is not reason enough for you not to remain standing in the faith. Oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? You have a problem even at work. That is not license for you to go back. That is not a license for you to backslide. Because you have to remember why you believed in the first place. In Jesus' name, amen. You have to remember that you must remain standing, right? There shall be famines and pestilences, right? Remain standing in pestilences. Earthquakes in diverse places remain standing. Even if your house, right, is destroyed in an earthquake or in a cyclone, you remain what? You remain standing because there are others who quickly say, oh, the Lord has forsaken me. No, he has not. These things must come to pass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These are the signs of the times. They must come to pass. Verse 8, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now, look at the apostles. The apostles were delivered up to be afflicted. They were beaten up, isn't it? They were killed, isn't it? So what Jesus said in verse 9 actually came to pass. But it was not only them. There are a lot of Christians who have gone through this and who are going through this. It might be different in your part of the, uh, in your, uh, I mean, part of the, the, the country or a part of the world, right? You may not face the same level or kind of what? Of persecution, for example, like what they faced. But nevertheless, what Jesus said still applies. No matter the kind of affliction that may come, remain standing, stand fast, right? Verse 10, and then shall many be offended. Oh my God, look at this. So because of the challenges that will be coming against them, there are many who will be offended. There shall be many. And already I'm seeing those telltale signs of how people can be offended and how they can betray each other. Because the Bible then says, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Right now, 
There are people who are betraying one another and hating one another. Right now, I can see a lot of exchanges in social media. As you see people what turning against each other. Even because of this pandemic, there are people turning against each other. People speaking against each other. That hatred beginning to show. As the love of many grows cold. Because as you go down, for example, verse 11. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So the love of many people works cold. Right now as I'm speaking, there are people uh, uh, who have uh, their love, all right? Their love has actually grown cold. Love for your spouse has grown cold. Love for your family has grown cold. Love for the brethren in Christ has grown cold. Love for your pastor has grown cold. I get what I'm saying. Love for your friends has grown cold. You know, right now, many people's love has grown cold. And these things, you know what? We are just seeing a precursor. This is the beginning. These things will get worse and, and, and worse. As we go towards the end, we are going to begin to see these things in full manifestation. When even a brother will, will, will what? Will turn against a brother. A brother will betray another brother. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So, the love of many shall grow cold. So, as these things begin to happen, as these things begin to intensify, that is when many uh, uh, faith will be shaken to the core. Most people's faith will be shaken. Most people will not be able to stand. Right now, I can prophesy to someone who is already saying, you know what? Right now, someone is saying that. Simply because you are looking at one, two, three things that are not working in your life. And you are saying, <laughs> Go back. To when you first believed. What did you believe? What message did you hear? Maybe you did not hear correctly. What did you hear? What was this about? When Jesus began to preach. And he was saying repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What did he mean? Go back to the drawing board. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that you may continue standing fast. In your salvation. Standing, you know, when we talk about standing fast, we are saying standing firm. You must stand firm. You must be unmovable. I get what I'm saying. When it comes to your salvation, be unmovable. Stand firm. Stand fast. When you have known Christ and you have known the truth, you must be firm in your faith. You must be unmovable. Even when a bulldozer comes against you, you are unmovable in your faith. No matter what kind of challenge may come against you, be unmovable in your faith. The apostles were never moved. 
Paul said, I don't count my life dear unto myself. That's what he said. Because even when the prophecies came to him saying, don't go to Jerusalem because persecution is waiting for you. What did he say? He says, you know what? I'm even ready to go and die for him because I don't count my life dear unto myself. That is a man who stood firm in his faith. Why? Because he knew whom he had believed. He knew the truth of the gospel and he knew what it meant. He's the one who says, it's better for me to depart and be with Christ. Why? When people are fighting to stay alive. Oh my God, I hear what I'm saying. People are fighting to stay alive. But here is a man who is saying, it's better for me to depart. The reason why I don't depart and I don't want to depart is for you, for your benefit. My God. If we can have that same attitude, that poor head, then we cannot be shaken. They took him, beat him up, did whatever they wanted to him. He never faltered. He remained standing. He remained firm unto the end. Oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because here the Lord said what? He said, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Paul endured unto the end. Peter endured unto Unto the end. The apostles endured unto the end. So ourselves we must endure unto what? Unto the end. Don't continue to be shaken like a reed. You know, shaken by the wind. Like a reed all the time. Stand fast. Stand firm in your faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, you must not Continue entertaining this spirit of backsliding. Don't entertain that spirit. You know, there are people who entertain that spirit of backsliding. And they, they, they are even proud of it. That's why they always uh, continue talking about it, isn't it? When you talk to them, they are proud about backsliding. They give power to their flesh. By continuously entertaining the spirit of backsliding. Don't do that. That is very dangerous, isn't it? If you entertain the spirit of backsliding, then that means you are playing in very dangerous territory. That's a very dangerous territory. As you are going to find out as we go in this sermon, very dangerous territory. Even the Lord said, uh, 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 I will not be pleased with such a person who entertains that spirit of backsliding. I will not be pleased with a person who goes back, continually goes back to his own vomit like a pig. I get what I'm saying. If you take a pig, you clean it up. After cleaning it up, it, it goes straight back. So there are some Christians who are like that. Take the Christian, clean him up. Just after cleaning him up, he goes back. Take him out, clean him, goes back. You continue doing that. The Bible says the Lord will not be pleased with such a person. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hebrews chapter 10, 
verse 35. The Bible says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't cast it away. Don't cast away your confidence in the Lord. Don't cast away your conviction in the truth that you have received. Cast it not away. Which is a great recompense of reward. That confidence that you have in the word, in your faith, that confidence you have in God, it is what great reward in your life. Standing firm in faith is a great reward in your life. You know, what will it reward you if you continue backsliding? Right now, if you say, you know what? Alright, if you stop, how does that help you? What you have actually done is you have lost a very present help in trouble. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you get into trouble, then there is no help anymore. There's nothing you gain. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that you can gain by going back. By neglecting the faith. There's nothing you can gain. So he's saying, cast not away your confidence, which is great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You have need of what? Of patience. Be patient. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be patient. You have need of patience. After you have done the will of God, then you have the promise. You receive the promise after you have done the will. So we have people who want the promise, but they don't want to do the will of God. They want the promise, but they don't want to be patient. So, standing fast in the faith also means that you need to have patience as you do the will of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. The will of God must be done. Verse 37. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. Yet a little while. Yet a little while. And will not what? Tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So hear that. The just shall live by what? By faith. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter what we face. But the Bible is saying the just shall live by what? By faith. But if any man draw back, the one who draws back, this is the one who entertains that spirit of backsliding. Because when you entertain the spirit of backsliding, you end up what? Drawing back. Right? You draw back from the fellowship. You draw back from walking with those that what? That you walk within the faith. You, you start hiding from your own brothers and sisters in the faith. You, 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 you retreat in the darkness. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Would you really, really want 
God, the almighty God, to have no pleasure in you. Oh, think about it. Think about it very carefully. I said, would you want the almighty God himself to have no pleasure in you? To say, I have no pleasure in Thomas. I have no pleasure in Philip. My God, how bad can that be? It's not something that you can, you, you, you want to think about for God to have no pleasure in you. It's better for men not to have pleasure in you, but God have pleasure in you. That was what was most important in Jesus' life. He says, you know what? What I really care about is my father's approval, not men's approval. So we shouldn't be looking for men's approval, but rather God's approval. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Verse 39, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are not of them, right, that draw back unto perdition. Because when you draw back, you are drawing back unto perdition. You are drawing back to being lost. Oh my God. This is eternal destruction that we are talking about. When we talk about perdition, this eternal death, this spiritual death, this is being separated from the presence of God forever. Oh my God. So we have such people who believe first, isn't it? But they are not strong enough in their faith. They don't really care about their faith. So they continue entertaining this spirit of backsliding. They backslide, they backslide, and they end up drawing back unto perdition. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And there are some of them that it will be impossible to bring them back, even as the book of Hebrews says. So if you continue entertaining this spirit, you may come to a point where it's impossible once again, to, to, to turn you into a believer. Because you would have trodden down underfoot the what? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which sanctified you in the first place. You have counted it unworthy, the blood of the covenant. By your behavior, by the things that you do, you know, if Jesus is so important to you, why do you go to that level, right, of turning back on him and turning back on the fellowship? The fellowship of the saints, the fellowship of the spirit. And you, 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 you get entangled in the things of the world once again. But when we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you saw how useless these things are. The things that you are turning back to, you saw how useless they are. And you, 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 you agreed. You confirmed it. You said it with your own mouth that Jesus is life. And I'm going to live for him. But where are we? In Jesus' name, amen. Oh my God. Where are we? 
Don't draw back unto perdition. But be one who believes unto the saving of the soul. Because you must endure even unto the end. You know what uh, uh, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. You know what he said? He said, for Demas has forsaken me. Right? Demas has forsaken me. Right? Having loved this present world. <laughs> Demas has forsaken me. So Demas was uh, 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 a fellow laborer with Paul. Laboring under the kingdom of God. But there came a point when he forsook Paul. He turned his back on Paul. Then the Bible says, having loved this present world. So, Demas did not turn his back on Paul, right? Because he, he, he didn't want anything to do with him. But he turned his back on Paul because he, he no longer wanted anything to do with the faith that Paul preached. He's a man who once believed, but now he's turning his back on Christ. I want, you know, someone to understand this. When you turn back, I, I turn your back, right, on those that preach the word of God, you have to be very careful whether you are actually turning your back on just a man or you are actually turning your back on Christ again. Or turning your back on the truth. This man Demas loved this present world and he turned the back on the faith. So we have such people in the church. My God, look at this. Paul is one of the uh, uh, great apostles, isn't it? That, that we have had in the church, if not the greatest. Right? But we have a man, Demas, who walked with him. Who still loved this present world. So it teaches me that no matter how much you preach, how powerful you preach, no matter how sincere you can be, there are still people among us who still turn back to the world. Who still love the present world. Who still return to getting drunk. Who still return to smoking. Who still return to being promiscuous. Who still return to cheating and stealing. And all kinds of uncleanness that you can think of. It's like a pig that returns to its what? Its own vomit. Demas is forsaken me. <laughs> Having loved this present world. But Jesus, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you are not of this world. Look at this. He loved this world. But then Jesus says, you are not of this world. So we cannot love this world. Saints of the, of the living God. We cannot. We are not supposed to love this world. 
Yo hear me. In Jesus' name, amen. We are not supposed. You know, in fact, Jesus said this. If any man love this world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Look at that. That's why the Bible said, I will have no pleasure in him. I won't have any pleasure in such a person who loves the world. So you can't love the world and love Christ. You have to choose whom you love. Whether you love the world and you stay in the world, or you love Christ, right? And you follow what? You follow Christ. You can't enjoy both. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh my God. My God. First Corinthians 16, verse 18. The Apostle Paul says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. So he's saying, watch. In other words, be awake, be vigilant, and be watchful. How many of us are watchful right now? How many of us are vigilant concerning their faith? You know, a person who is, who is vigilant, right, is a person uh, who knows that there are several things that can attack him or her. There are several things that can come against his or her faith. So that person stays vigilant. He stays awake. That person is aware that the devil is out to what is out to take them out. Are you getting this? Because the devil is always planning to do that in one way or the other. So you must be vigilant so that you realize what the devil is doing or what the devil is trying to do. The strategies of the devil. You know, the people that are vigilant in this world are the people that speak out concerning some of the dangerous things that are happening in this world. Or what the devil is planning to do in this world. And a lot of people are saying, these are conspiracy theories. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying that there are, uh, uh, there are no conspiracy theories. A lot of them, they are being spoken. But you have to be very careful that some of them also are not conspiracy theories, but they are the truth as presented in the scriptures. Because the Lord spoke about things that shall happen in the end times, isn't it? So we, people who don't believe, they will call them conspiracy theories. I'm telling you the truth. When the real mark of the beast comes, this is not the mark of the beast. It's not here. Yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But when the real mark of the beast comes into manifestation, we will still have a lot of people who say these are still conspiracy theories. Please, let's take it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because they don't believe in the scriptures. They don't. So, what do you expect from them? That's why the Bible says, and the whole world shall worship the beast. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. 
Because they will be saying, ah, whatever you are saying about the mark of the beast, that those are conspiracy theories. This is technology that is needed in this day and hour. So you have to be vigilant and you have to stand fast. You know, stand fast if you look at the original Greek word that was used there. It actually means to be stationary, right? To be stationary like that car. Stationary. It's not moving. If you try to push it, you cannot push it. Because it's parked and the handbrake engaged, isn't it? Stationary. So he says, be stationary when he says, stand fast. <laughs> and persevere in the faith. Stationary and persevere in the faith. Quit like men. You know, when the Bible says quit like men, he is not saying quit, right? He is not saying what? Quit. But he is saying you are not expected to quit easily or you are not expected to succumb easily. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, you don't expect a man to just die like that. <laughs> Even in whatever that man is doing, that man is expected to persevere. Persevere no matter what comes against him. No matter the kind of opposition that may come against him. He continues to want to persevere. So Paul is saying, quit like men. So he's not saying quit, but he's saying, I'm not expecting you to quit. Just like man is not expected to what to quit as easily. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Be strong. Continue to work strong. Continue to grow strong in your faith. Continue to grow what? Strong in your faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You know, there are a lot of people who are continuing to grow weaker and weaker and weaker in this faith. Weaker and weaker. But he's saying no. Rather, work strong. Grow stronger. Are you not ashamed of just growing weak and weak and weak in the faith? All the time you want someone to encourage you. What kind of a believer are you? The Bible is saying, be strong. Be strong. How many years has it been? You were in the church. How long has it been now? Rather than strengthening other believers, you wait to be strengthened. Amen. When are you going to grow? <laughs> when are you going to strengthen others? When are you going to disciple others? When are you going to lead others in the uh, 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 right way, in the righteous way, in the way of truth, in the way of life? When? When you are always weak. He says, be watchful. Stand fast in the faith. Quit like men. Not easily. Be strong. We have some people who quit because they were given, you know, a, a, a prophecy that never came to pass. 
Did you quit like men? <laughs> oh my God. You never believed in the truth in the first place. Because the Bible says don't put your trust in men, isn't it? So when the Bible says don't put your trust in men, it's also saying don't put your trust in what? In prophets. Or pastors or evangelists or, or apostles. They are men. You put your trust in the Lord. So as much as they've been sent to strengthen you in your faith, to minister to you, the Bible never said try, put your trust in them. Because the word that they preach, they are saying to you, put your trust in who? In the Lord. And follow us as we follow Christ. We have a lot of people who uh, fell because a man of God fell. Why are you falling because a man of God, of, of God fell? It means you put your trust in him. But he's just a man, isn't it? That woman is just human. Because I'm talking about men only. They are also pastors who are women, isn't it? They are just human. They are not infallible. Put your trust in the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Stand fast. Stand fast. That you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. You know, you have to know this. It's not only about believing the, believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But after you believe, you know what? You have to be counted worthy of inheriting the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5 says that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. You have to be counted worthy. And how can you be counted worthy of inheriting the kingdom of God? It's what? Obeying the scriptures, isn't it? It's obeying the scriptures. It's obeying the word of God. It's obeying the leading of the spirit. What did the Lord instruct us to do? And we do that. You know, you can't say you are a believer, but you are living contrary <laughs> to being a believer. Because, you know, there are things that if we see in your life, we can say, you know, these things are not supposed to be done by a believer. A believer is not supposed to live this way, isn't it? Even if you do them, a person who is in a pub or in a beer hall, that person can tell you a Christian does not do this, isn't it? They know that even if they don't go to church. They know a Christian is not supposed to do this. So you can't be doing this and you say you are a believer. You are not living as a person who wants to be counted worthy. Of inheriting the kingdom of God. You are not. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. That's why Paul says. Let your conversation be as it becomes. The gospel of Christ. Let your conversation. When, when we are talking about conversation. We are saying your way of life. <laughs> Isn't it? Let your way of life be as it becometh the gospel of, 
of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he added and said that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit. Look at this. Whether I come and see you or I may be absent, I may hear of your affairs. You know, as a pastor right now, I may not have access to you, isn't it? So as Paul said, whether I come or I be absent, I may hear of your affairs. So right now, wherever you are, I must hear a good report about you. Even if I may not hear it, but still, you must live in such a way that you have a good report. You don't, you know, you don't live for a pastor, isn't it? Ah, the pastor is near, so I'm going to behave myself very well. <laughs> But when he's not around, then I can do whatever I want. Well, is that being a Christian? Because Jesus is always with you. He's always around. So whatever we do, we must be conscious of the fact that the Lord is with us all the time. The Holy Spirit is in us all the time. That's why the Bible says don't quench him, isn't it? Don't grieve him because he's there. So most of the things that we do, we actually grieve him. You are saying no one is seeing me, but the Holy Ghost is there. He's seeing you. He's in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. He's right there. He's right there. So I'm going to go through with you. I think uh, I, I'm left with about two verses, right? I just want to show you how important standing fast in the faith is. Standing firm in the faith is. Don't entertain a spirit of backsliding. It's very dangerous to your faith. Because the Bible is saying those that endure unto the end. If you continue uh, entertaining it, you may end up going back into perdition. You may end up being lost. Because how many times can you be brought back from backsliding? How many times? The next time that you are going to backslide, you may not come back. Don't entertain such a spirit. My God, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Paul, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, this is what he says. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying you have been called to obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has not called you to suffer. Are you getting this? Although living as a Christian, you must expect to suffer because you are still on the earth. You will still face tribulation because you are on the earth. You still have to overcome challenges and temptations because you are still on the earth. But you have been called to obtain glory. 
That's why when we pass from this world, what is going to happen? We are going to enter into glory. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going to enter into glory. So we have been called to obtain that glory, which we shall obtain after this chapter that we are living in on this earth is closed. Focus on that. Verse 15, therefore, brethren, stand fast. So he's saying, you must stand fast because you are going to obtain the glory, isn't it? That is the reason for standing fast. But we have, you know, a lot of people who are saying, okay, I need to stand firm in the faith because of the benefits that I'm going to receive on this earth. It's not only that. The most important reason for standing firm is for you to what? To secure your salvation unto the end. It's for you to obtain this glory that you have, been called, you have been called unto by the Lord Jesus Christ. A glory that no one else can give you. The devil cannot. The devil can only give you weeping and gnashing of teeth. Darkness. Putrification. Destruction. That's what the devil can give you. What can men give you? But the Lord, the Lord Jesus, the Bible is saying you have been called to the obtaining of the glory. <laughs> the glory of God. So he says, stand fast. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions you, uh, which you have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. Hold those traditions. What you have been taught, every good thing that you have been taught, the Bible is saying, hold those traditions that you have been taught. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hold fast unto the end. Hold firm unto the end. Hmm? Even Jesus himself, you know what Jesus said? He said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Look at that. No man having put your, your hands to the plow. And what? Looking back <laughs> is fit for the kingdom of God. But how many times have you looked back how many times? Jesus is saying, people who do that, they are not fit for the kingdom of God. Don't entertain that spirit of backsliding. It's very dangerous to your faith. It's very detrimental to your faith. One of these days, it may be impossible for you to be restored again unto the faith. The devil may take over your faculties for good and you may be deceived for good. Such that it may, it may be impossible for you to hear the gospel again. This is the time to turn back. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And when you turn back, 
you are saying, I'm no longer looking back. I'm no longer looking back because Jesus said, those who look back, they are not fit for the kingdom of God. They have not seen its importance. They have not seen it. They still think they can uh, compare this world to the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is like that what great power of great price. Which when you see, you go back and sell everything. Just to buy that land with that pearl. Don't look back. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So as I conclude my message, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard, the Bible is saying those that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Those that endure unto the end. And that is what you must do day in and day out. You must endure unto the end. You must persevere. You must continue standing fast in your salvation unto the end. That is how you inherit the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let us stand up on our feet as we go before the Lord and pray. You know, I just want you to pray for the grace to stand fast in your salvation. I don't know, you may be hearing me. There may be things that you need to address and things that you, you may need to pray for because of the message that you have heard. I want you to pray for those things. There are things that draw you back, my God, in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to pray for God to give you strength to overcome these things that continue pulling you down. Remember, you must not look back. After you have heard this message, there is no time again to entertain the spirit of backsliding. There is no time to look back once again. It's time to stand fast. It's time to stand firm. And it's time to continue holding fast to your faith. The faith that you have had from the beginning. As you continue holding on onto the hope of salvation that has been shared unto you since you had it, since we had the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my God, my God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Father, for this word. My God, in Jesus' mighty name. We want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking unto us. In the name of Jesus Christ. We need this word, O oh God. We need this word, O oh God. Because many times we easily entertain this spirit of going back. This spirit of backsliding. This spirit of disregarding the things of God. We think other things are more important than the word of God. We think uh, other things are more important than the fellowship of the saints. We think other things are more important, O oh Father God, than our salvation. We think other things are more important than the fellowship of the Spirit of God. But today, O oh my Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying that this perspective may be changed. We are praying, O oh Father God, that our minds may be transformed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that we may realize, oh Father God, that the most important thing still remains our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The most important thing still remains our salvation. Oh, Lede, Sanda, Muzatinje Melado, Rike Delero Sazuma, 
nai katole rebo usandara baka utsuma leide los paradu kandia my father my god in the name of jesus I'm praying oh Father God for your people right now who are hearing me in the name of Jesus that they may be strengthened in their faith oh God in Jesus mighty name oh God so that they may start stand, standing firm oh Father so that they may start standing fast oh God that they may not be movable oh Father in their faith in the name of Jesus Christ it doesn't matter what is thrown at them it doesn't matter what they are going through oh Father in Jesus mighty name let them continue standing upon the faith let them continue standing oh father god upon that salvation oh god that has been revealed unto them through the gospel of jesus christ in the name of jesus christ because it is life that is life unto them this is life unto them oh this is life unto them in the name of jesus for there can be no life oh father god outside you in the name of jesus christ all the things that we are seeing in this world the bible says they are like grass all these things they wither these things oh father god they are blown away by the wind oh in jesus mighty name but your word will remain forever in the name of jesus all these things that we have in the earth they are things that we shall leave behind but oh lord you remain forever in the name of jesus christ so i pray oh father god for your saints right now let them be strengthened in jesus mighty name let them receive your strength let them receive your spirit in the powerful name of Jesus Christ so that they may continue to go forth oh father god being strong and unshakable and unmovable in their faith in Jesus mighty name oh lord i pray i pray for them oh father wherever they are in their homes i pray for your blessing upon them in the name of Jesus Christ may your blessing rest upon them oh let the kazuma ndarabakautsuma i pray oh father god for your provision upon their life in the name of Jesus as they continue to trust in you as they continue to call upon you oh father i pray that you may answer them speedily in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you father for healing the sick those that are sick oh father may they be healed right now may they be healed right now may they be restored right now to health in the name of jesus christ we thank you father and we give you all the praise and honor now and forevermore in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen and amen